morning, friends. God bless you. Welcome to Fruit of the Vine Ministries. My name is John Davison, and we are in the very beginning of the re-recording of the Fruit of the Spirit series. I, I did this Spirit series um, many, many years ago, back in 2015, and I've just grown leaps and bounds in the Holy Spirit ever since uh, doing this study and really diving into the Scriptures to find out what is the Fruit of the Spirit? How does it function how do we manifest the fruit of the Spirit in our lives? And how do we partner with the Holy Spirit living inside of us to see the fruit of the Spirit living out of us and flowing through us as rivers of living water continually, regardless of what's going on in our situations, our circumstances, or maybe even the world around us as we're, you know, at the time of this recording, dealing with a worldwide pandemic and all the instabilities and the shaking in the world you know, there's a promise from the Lord that if you are in Christ and you've received the Holy Spirit, that there is a stability. There is a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And Jesus said, again, if you are born again, that, that kingdom resides within you. And so we want to partner with that kingdom. We want to find out how to bring that kingdom forth. And we want to hunger and thirst for righteousness because in doing so, he promised that we would be filled. And so it is my prayer for you today that as we step into part two, which is where we're going to cover joy as a fruit of the Spirit, that you will receive edification, exhortation, encouragement, comfort, and you would be built up in the faith and leave here knowing who you are, who's inside of you, and how you can function regardless of what's happening in the world around you. There's a promise in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 and 27. And that promise was the promise of the new covenant. And the new covenant promise was this. God says, look, I'm going to sprinkle you clean. He says, I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm going to give you a new spirit. And I'm going to put my spirit inside of you. And that spirit is going to produce kingdom heavenly fruit. And that word fruit in the Greek is so important for us to unpack for just a moment before we continue. Because that word fruit is literally talking about a manifestation of the characteristics of the of the force, the individual, or the being that is bringing forth that fruit. So check this out. The word fruit in the Greek is karpos. And here, I'm, I'm reading to you here Vine's expository dictionary of New Testament words. And this is how Vine says this. It says, the word fruit here is often used metaphorically. And it means this. The works and deeds, the fruit being the visible expression of a power working inwardly and invisibly. The character of the fruit being evidence of the character of the power producing it. That is so awesome to me because the fruit of the Spirit is just that. It is the nature, the characteristics, the attributes of the third person of the Trinity, the Ruach HaKodesh or the Holy Ghost, who resides in us because Jesus said, listen, I'm going to go. But when I go, John 16, I'm going to send you a comforter. And he and he's going to be the, he's, he is the spirit of truth, but he's going to teach you all truths. He's going to be in you. He's going to be with you. And he's going to, to, to empower you, according to Acts chapter one, to be a witness unto the world and to manifest the, the characteristics of Jesus through your life and to the world around you. And you'll be an ambassador of Christ. So that word fruit is extremely important for us. And in order for you to take possession of your inheritance, 
you have to first be born again. You have to be a follower. You have to be a born again child of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And so we must first come for him, recognizing that we've fallen short of the glory and that in his finished work in the cross, by grace, through faith alone, we can become brand new creations never existed in the world before. And my friend, if you are a brand new creation, praise God, if you are not and you're looking for joy and you happen to stumble across this audio recording or this video, I just want to encourage you, Jesus is ready to release joy into you on the inside so that you could be transformed from the inside out and allow the fruit of the Holy Spirit to be made manifest in your life. Romans chapter 14, verse 17 says this, and I, I want to read some scriptures to you today because it's so important for us to be rooted in the word and not just our own opinions or our feelings. Our feelings and our emotions can deceive us. You know, people have feelings and opinions and emotions all the time, but it doesn't necessarily mean that those things are true, nor are they a guide stone for us to, 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 to guide our lives or the decisions that we're making. The Holy Spirit has been given to us to be our comforter and to be our guide. And so in Romans chapter 14, and verse 17, it says this, it says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but it is of righteousness. It is of peace and of joy in the Holy Spirit. In fact, I might get ahead of myself here for just a moment, but I, I think it's, I think it's worth it. It actually says in Luke, it says that Jesus was full of joy through the Holy Spirit. So listen now. Jesus' joy, the joy that he received, was through the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Holy Spirit came upon him in Matthew chapter 3 after he was baptized. And it says the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. The heavens opened and says, this is my son whom I love with him. I am well pleased. And so if Jesus needs the Holy Spirit, we need the Holy Spirit as well. And we need to partner with the Holy Spirit so that the kingdom of God and kingdom inheritance of righteousness, peace, and joy can be made manifest in our lives regardless of what's happening in our personal lives or what's going around us and even persecution, even suffering and things that may come, we can still have joy. We'll cover that by the end of this recording. And so Romans 14, 7, the kingdom is not meat or drink. It is righteousness, it is peace, and it is joy in the Holy Spirit. So let's jump to Galatians and read the fruit of the Spirit for just a minute here. And we'll dive into this and then we'll look at that word joy and what that word means and the, and the many times that it is brought forth in the word of God. So let's hear what the word says in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. So I say, now this is Paul writing, he says, so I say, live by the spirit, meaning everything you do. All of your transactions throughout the day, all of your interactions with the world around you must come from living from your spirit man. So I read that passage in Ezekiel chapter 36. It says God is going to not only give you his spirit, the Holy Spirit, but he is going to give you a new spirit and that he would quicken your spirit and make it alive unto righteousness. And so your spirit man has been made alive in Christ. Now, now that you've been born again, you've been baptized, you've, you've received the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of you is now in your spirit and he's, and he's 
allowing himself to be available to you, depending on how you submit your, your soul to him, your mind, your will, and your emotions, to be fully filled in all things and in all ways. Spirit, soul, and body is what the Apostle Paul said in First Thessalonians 5.23. And so he's making this statement here in Galatians. So I say, live or walk or continually find yourself in connection with and fellowship with the Spirit, capital S, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. So if you're dealing with an addiction or an issue, he's saying, look, if you will turn yourself to the Spirit of God, if you'll turn yourself to Jesus, if you'll fix your eyes on him, we'll read that passage in just a moment, but if you'll turn to Jesus... And if you'll actually connect with the Spirit of God inside of you and you get so uh, awestruck by the beauty of Christ and what he's done on the cross and how he's brought you into newness of life and you, you fellowship with the Spirit, all of the troubles and the issues and the, and, the, and, and the addictions, they fall away. Listen, I'm a living testimony to this. I'm not, I didn't grow up in church. I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. I was addicted to pornography and all these nasty, crazy things before I came to Christ when I was 26 years old. And so I'm a living epistle of the transformational work of the Holy Spirit if you walk in the Spirit. Now listen to this, verse 17 of Galatians 5. For the acts of the sinful nature desire what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to to the sinful nature, the natural human person. You know, people say this all the time. Well, brother, we're just human. No, we're not if we're born again. We are not just human. We are spiritual beings. We are the temple of the living God with the Spirit of God dwelling inside of us. We're no longer just humans. We're not just zombies walking around dead in sins and trespasses. We've been made alive to God. And we've been clothed with Christ Jesus to live in the joy of the Lord. So listen to what he says here. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. He says they're in conflict with each other, so you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. He's, he's helping you see. He's helping you see, look, there's a transition here. And he tells us that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and freedom is available so long as you allow the Holy Spirit to be the Lord and allow freedom to flow through into your life. Listen to verse 19, Galatians 5. The acts of the sinful nature are easily understood. They're obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, Fits of rage. I just, you know, people just have fits of rage. Selfish pursuits, selfish ambitions, living for yourself. Dissensions, factions or divisions and envy. Drunkenness. You know, some people just run to the bottle. Drunkenness. He's saying, look, this is, this is not the Lord. The Lord doesn't want you drunk. The Lord doesn't want you intoxicated. The Lord wants you so overwhelmed with his spirit and it even says, look, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled, be filled with the Spirit. Listen to what he says as he continues. And I warn you that those who do this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, what did I just say the kingdom of God is? According to Romans, 
Chapter 14, verse 17, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Now, it's not just the sweet by and by. It's not just one day, you know, we prayed a prayer and one day we're going to go to heaven and all this stuff's going to be dealt with. No, 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 no. He says that the kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And if you go back to Genesis, it tells us that Adam, man, was made from what? The dust of the earth. So what does that mean? It means earth, earth, our, our flesh, our body, on earth, on in us as it is in heaven. In other words, the Holy Spirit would have rule and reign. There would be righteousness, peace, and joy now in this life, in your mortal body. And he says, listen, you won't inherit righteousness, peace, and joy. You won't walk in righteousness, peace, and joy. You won't live in righteousness, peace, and joy if you're giving into the desires of just the natural man, the normal things that people do that are just outside of a born-again experience. That's not for you if you're in Christ. That's not life for you if you're in Christ. You don't have to live this mediocre sit in church once a week and live like hell the rest of the week. You don't have to live that way. You can live with the Holy Spirit in righteousness, peace, and joy. That's the promise of the Lord, and all of his promises in Christ are yes and amen. So then he says this in verse 22, but he talked about the acts of the sinful nature. He talked about, those, he said, look, you won't inherit it, but... This is what the promise is if you partner with the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such things, there's no law. What does that mean? There is no accusation that can come against the fruit of the Spirit. And he continues, those who belong to Christ. So if you're born again and you belong to Jesus, you've been bought and paid for by his blood. It says, those who belong to Christ have crucified, crucified, crucified the sinful nature with its passions and its desires. And since we live, listen, how do we live in Christ? We live, since we live by the Spirit, let us continually keep in step with the Spirit. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. In other words, he's saying, look, continually move forward in your growth in the Holy Spirit and you will experience the fruit of the Spirit because according to Romans 6, you died with Christ in baptism and you were raised with him in the newness of life. You put, on the, put off the old and you put on the new man according to righteousness in Christ Jesus. And so I want to talk to you about number two. Now, in the last teaching, we talked about love. Today, we're going to talk about number two, which is joy. And that word joy in the fruit of the Spirit, listen to this. That word joy is kara. And that word is so beautiful because kara is not contingent. Joy is not, is not hinged on your circumstances. Listen to what it says. Joy is a passion excited by the expectation of good. Now, listen, we have a hope in these earthen vessels. We have a hope not only because Christ beat hell, death, and the grave, but we have a hope because he's going to return also. And we have a hope because we have the author of hope inside of it. We have the Holy Spirit living in us. Listen to Hebrews chapter 2, 
coming back to fixing our eyes on Jesus. Watch this. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. This is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter, the polisher of our faith. For the joy, kara, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Come on now. Jesus was like, listen, there's so much joy that I have and there's so much joy that's coming. I can even go to the cross. I can even be on the cross and they can say to me, if you are the Messiah, come down from there and prove it to us. And I can look them in the eye and I can say, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And not only that, think about this. If Jesus would have come off of the cross, all of those people who wanted him to come off and prove that he was the Messiah, every one of them would have been eternally lost because they never would have had an opportunity to repent. And we see that in the book of Acts later on that many priests and Pharisees, they did repent at the preaching of Peter and the disciples later on. Not all, but like Nicodemus, many of them were curious. And, you know, when the, when, when the dead rose, those 500 rose from the grave with Jesus and they appeared to many, you have to wonder, my goodness, what was going on in their hearts and in their minds? So I'll finish this passage. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, Hebrews 12, 2, the author and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising, scorning its shame. He's like, I'm just forget the shame. Let's focus on the joy. And sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so joy is what Jesus expected lived in and looked forward to because of his death, burial, and resurrection, his victory over the enemy. And so we too, because we live on this side of the cross, we too can live with joy unspeakable because of what Jesus accomplished and finished on our behalf. Because the prince of this world now stands condemned because Jesus took the curse put it on the cross and cursed it and made a public display and embarrassed the principalities, the powers and the mights and the demonic entities and the devil. And right in his face, Jesus said, you thought you got me, but I got you. And guess what? I'm going to have many more come after me filled with the same spirit I was that's going to come after you and your kingdom. This is awesome. This is a reason for us, regardless of our situations, to have joy. So listen to this passage in John chapter 15. Jesus tells us, you may say to yourself, well, I don't feel this joy just yet. I don't, I've not experienced or I've not, I've not actually lived out this joy. Well, I want to tell you how you can take steps, how you can take steps. And Jesus tells us in John 15, verse 9 through 11. He said, as my father has loved me, and so I have loved you, so remain in my love. If you obey my commandments, my commands and my instructions, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my father's commandments and remain in his love. Watch this. I have told you this. Why? So that my joy may be in you, that my joy may be in you and 
And he didn't stop there. And that your joy may be complete. Ah, that is so awesome to me that Jesus not only gave us his joy, but he said, listen, if you follow my instructions, if you'll heed my word, if you'll put my yoke upon you, you'll find that my burden is light and you will find rest for your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. You will find rest for your soul if you take his yoke, his teachings upon you. And so you enter into the process of one, obeying the word of God, studying the word of God, hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. And so you hear the word of God, it produces faith, and you hear the promises of God, it produces joy. And listen, why do we have this joy? John chapter 16 says this, listen, listen to what he says in John chapter 16. Oh man, verse 7, I tell you the truth, Jesus is saying this, I tell you the truth, it is good for you that I am going away. Because unless I go away, the Comforter, the Counselor, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, listen, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. And when he comes, he is going to convince the world of guilt in regard to sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Why guilt? Why sin, righteousness, and judgment? This is so good. You have to catch what the Holy Spirit is here to do. Listen to what he says. He explains in regard to sin because men do not believe in me. So what's he saying? He's saying, I want to help you to see what sin is so that you can run from it, not to it. Listen now. In regard to righteousness, because I go to the Father where you can see me no longer. He's saying, look, I'm going to go to the Father now. And the righteousness that you need that you cannot get from the law, a righteousness that comes through faith, just like Abraham, our father, that righteousness will be in you. You will function in a kingdom of righteousness. The Holy Spirit is going to convince you of the righteousness that Father God has given you through the finished work of Christ. And get this. And in regard to judgment, this is verse 11, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Listen to me now. We have every reason to be so full of joy because the prince of this world, the enemy, the one who's trying to continually kill and steal and destroy and take and, and cause havoc and chaos. Jesus says, hold on, hold on. He's already defeated. You can live in a place of joy because even though the circumstances and the situations might come, you know that your enemy is a defeated foe and he is under your feet, as it says in the book of Ephesians. But what about persecution? You say, well, yeah, you seem joyful and you sound joyful and this sounds good and it sounds right and it's in the Bible, but I, I'm not experiencing it. So what do I do now? Well, what about the persecution? What about the aspect of, you know, whippings and beatings and people being beheaded and, and Peter being crucified upside down and church history and martyrs? And yeah, I, I, I totally embrace the reality of the persecution that comes from walking like Jesus in this world, according to 1 John 4, 16 and 17, it says that this is how we have confidence on the day of judgment, that in this world, we are like him. So listen to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34. I want to give you a couple of examples of how, of how the early church responded to persecution. Listen to this now. Hebrews 10, 34. It says, 
you sympathized with those in prison and you joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. Watch this. In the midst of persecution, in the midst of suppression and government suppression and in the midst of of, of, of terror and in the midst of, of religious persecution from other religions that don't like or enjoy or appreciate Christianity. Listen, even in the midst of all of that, he's saying, look, you guys joyfully accepted the fact that you're being persecuted because you knew that what you had in, in you and the treasures you were storing up in heaven were much more valuable than what you were losing here. Isn't that awesome? And so it's not that persecutions and trials and tribulations don't come, but we can have joy in it because we know that this earth is not our eternal home. I'm going to take you to a couple more examples. Acts chapter 13, Acts chapter 13, verse 49. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region. Now we're in the book of Acts, and so the word of God is going out. The Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost. And they're starting to get persecuted. It says this, But the Jews incited God-fearing women of high standing and leading men of the city, and they stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from the region. I mean, they were shoved out of the region. Listen to this. But verse 51, it says, But they shook the dust from their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. 53, And the disciples were filled with joy (laughs) and the Holy Spirit. The disciples were persecuted. And what was their response? They were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And one more passage, James chapter 1, verse 2. And then I'd like to pray for you before we wrap things up. James chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it pure joy. James chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything so look at even in the persecution (laughs) we're called (laughs) count it pure joy because you're being matured you're growing and then you won't lack anything because you've endured the tests and the trials So don't be upset about what's happening around you. Don't get frustrated. Don't step out of grace. Don't step out of the Holy Spirit. Don't step out of the fruit of the Spirit. Don't step out of relationship and fellowship with the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Ghost. Don't do that. Rather, count it joy. Count it joy when you're persecuted. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And so if, if you are hearing what the Spirit is saying now, we're going to do more videos and, and, and we're going to do more recordings on this, more broadcasts on this as we continue through the fruit of the Spirit. But I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you that your joy would be made full in the life of every person that listens to this, every individual that has the opportunity to watch this. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for divine encounters that will bring them into the fullness of joy, of righteousness, of peace and of joy in the Holy Spirit, that the kingdom would truly be made manifest in their life. And listen, my friends, I pray that the Holy Spirit encounters you powerfully, that you would be a believer that's not just a a once-in-a-week individual that's just kind of doing the Christian calisthenics, you know, stand up, sit down, sing a song, sing a hymn, give your tithe, you know, 
don't just go through the motions. Realize the living God is living inside of you. Jesus and the Father put the Holy Spirit, put himself in you so that you can be in fellowship 24-7. And I believe that's what Paul meant when he said to pray without ceasing. It's a continual awareness and a continual uh, fellowship with the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And so I bless you. I bless you to find the power of God living in you and the kingdom within you so that you can fully live in everything Jesus bought and paid for now in this world on earth as it is in heaven. So I thank you for watching this and I thank you for listening to this. If this is a podcast you're listening to now, that you would find peace and encounter God even as you hear the words coming out of my mouth. Stay tuned for just a moment. I have some announcements and some things I just want to share with you and ways that you can connect with us here at Fruit of the Vine Ministries. And I just love you and I thank you for your time today. God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. Hey, I wanted to just connect with you, share with you some other ways that you can be encouraged in your faith in Christ Jesus through Fruit of the Vine Ministries. You can visit our website at fruitofthevineministries.wix.com forward slash fruit of the vine. We have our statement of faith on there. There's a lot of encouraging books, literature, things that you can get your hands on. There's, there's some good meat in there for you to be continually encouraged in. You can also contact us by sending us an email through fruit of the vine ministries at gmail.com right here in the form on the website. Also, you can connect with us on Facebook at Fruit of the Vine Ministries, Ohio. So if you go on Facebook, it's Fruit of the Vine Ministries, Ohio. You'll find the Fruit of the Vine Ministries logo. And from there, just like the page and you'll get encouraging scriptures. You'll get encouraging memes, things that you can share with your friends to say, hey, listen, I follow Yeshua Jesus. I want to give you another opportunity that some people take to take advantage of. Our P.O. Box, you can write us a letter. You can let us know how you've been encouraged and strengthened in your face. And if you feel led by the Holy Spirit, you can also send a check and you can help us and support financially what Father is doing here. It's P.O. Box 222, Louisville, Ohio, 44641. And you can make that out to John Davison. There's also a link to, to give on our website as well. Podcasts are available as well through podbean.com. Go to Fruit of the Vine Ministries on podbead.com. Just click the subscribe and follow, and you can follow some of the latest podcasts. Sometimes they're long, sometimes they're short, sometimes they're just very short, encouraging messages. And I just wanted to give you an outlet so that you can, hey, listen, if God moves on you and you want more, if you want more of Jesus, we want to give you every ounce of grace that God has given to us. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely given. We want to encourage the church to walk in power, strength, Holiness, righteousness, completely covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, walking as normal Christians in the supernatural and seeing friends, neighbors, loved ones, co-workers coming to faith, salvation knowledge in Yeshua HaMashiach. So thank you very much for spending your time with us today. And God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Shalom.